Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John, and I am joined by Ronnie, and we are going to talk basketball. We're going to go over news and notes. We're going to talk about fantasy, and then we're going to pick our games of the week. Ronnie, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Jonathan. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's been uh, it was it was weird yesterday. Today's November 9th. Yesterday was election day and there was no basketball and yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself. I kept just out of habit checking the NBA scoreboard. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> no one's playing today. It was cool to have all the teams play on Monday and I like that for our fantasy league too because I, I thought it really showed you know what teams are the strongest and wh- which ones were the weakest too in the league. So because every team played, That's... every every good player. That's interesting because I, I liked it as well, but I liked it for very different reasons. Uh, so you liked it for Monday because every team was playing and you you really had to put on your, your fantasy manager brain, right? And think, who which players do I want to get? Do I want to get the best players in? I liked it because Tuesday there was nobody playing and I sort of liked that. You know, that's one of the reasons why a lot why fantasy football is the most popular sport, right? You yep. set it once for Sunday essentially and then you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. So I kind of liked that. I set it for Monday, Tuesday. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no one's playing. I don't need to worry. So. Yeah. And it gave me a chance I, to look at some free agents to add or subtract to my team too. So I did that. Yeah, it was just nice to have a break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I I would love for them to do that. Like, hey, every Tuesdays and Thursday, no one's going to have a game. Baseball does something similar like to that. You know, Mondays and Thursdays are travel days. So about half the teams play, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes less. But I would love the NBA to do something that you could kind of set your watch by. But yeah. never going to happen. Yeah, I don't like how it's just so random. I, I never know exactly when the Suns are going to be on. I always got to guess, you know, every every other day, roughly, you know, except for the back-to-backs. And sometimes you have a couple right. of rest days in a row. So, yeah, it's always re- random. And now in Arizona, we do not participate in daylight savings time. So now West Coast games are even later. I know we can't complain because you guys on the East Coast are like, who cares? It's like 11 o'clock when these games start for us. Yeah. Uh, it's impossible to watch those. It's impossible to stay up that late to watch those games. You have to watch them the next day. So yeah, feeling like the, that now. The latest game tonight on Arizona time is 8.30 p.m. But you clock that three hours later on East Coast, that's 1130. That's, that's when yeah, the game it's, starts. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no <laughs> one's watching that game. Right. Uh, unless you have a job overnight and you're just bored. Exactly. But um, that's that's the NBA. Have, multiple time zones. They play in lots of ways. Another thing that I think football does really, really well, you know when the games are going to start. You know when they're going to be. It makes it really, really easy to be a fan and check in. I have turned on games late many many times thinking it was at one time because they just bounce around so much so yep. uh I, I would love the nba schedule makers to be a little bit kinder to everybody and and do that they would have to shorten the schedule significantly <laughs> and i don't think they want to do that the 82 games is just money for them yeah exactly so ronnie what news do you have you mentioned a couple things at the start of the podcast uh let's let's go over those real quick what do you got yeah, on the sure. agenda did, yeah so did you hear how the the Clippers finally broke the Cavaliers' eight-game winning streak. So I, I thought that was cool because you know I, I believe in the Clippers. I thought they were a strong team, except for you know Kawhi Leonard's out. So oh, even without Kawhi. Kawhi, they beat the Cavaliers. They, I kind of thought that it was like my team versus your team, you know. <laughs> so I thought that was cool to see. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a Cavs fan. I think they're a good young team. I think the Clippers are an older team, but just, the Clippers, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. They got to put it together. They got to they got to get some of that chemistry. The Cavs seem to have gelled pretty pretty quickly despite getting you know a new all-star on their team uh this this could this be a finals preview do you think oh yeah definitely could be right 
Hopefully not, but it could be. <laughs> it could be. I mean, I, neither of those teams did we pick to be in the finals. <laughs> yeah. So it means several things have gone wrong. But uh, it is always fun to watch a good team from the East and good team from the West play and be like, ooh, is is this a finals preview potentially? Yeah. I would say this is a long shot for a finals preview, but you never know. There's yeah. definitely, definitely, the Cavs are definitely a playoff team. I'm not sold on the Clippers yet, uh, but the Clippers beat the Cavaliers streak. You said it was an eight game winning streak. Yeah. And how about the Cavaliers for eight games in a row to start the season? You know, that yeah. that was awesome. Great job. Cavs. So what are they, are they eight and one now or? I think they're eight and two. I don't know. I don't have their records right, okay. right in front of me right now. But, and then the Hawks, they, they beat the Bucks for the for, they gave the Bucks their first loss of the year without Trey Young on their team too. So I kind of thought that was interesting. De- Dejounte Murray scored twenty five in that game to to beat the Bucks. Although, oh, wow, um, I don't think Giannis was. He might have. Yeah, he was absent in that game too. Giannis oh, no, was absent no, in that game. No, I'm sorry. It says Giannis returned from a one game absence with a sore oh, left knee okay. to score twenty five points. So sorry, my bad. I know he's he's out right now because I have so Giannis. Yeah, league, that's what I was gonna say. Giannis is not playing today. Obviously, he, he had yesterday one. off, but he did okay. So Giannis is uh missing some time early in the season. It hadn't impacted them yet. He he had missed games earlier in the year, and, and they still won. Mm-hmm. I think they played Oklahoma City Thunder, and they won without Giannis, which is ironically is who they're playing tonight. Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. Um, and that game was close when I looked. Yeah, it's going into overtime right now. So. And a Giannis list Bucks is is tied up with the Thunder. I just thought this one was interesting too because without Trey Young, you know, it's you know Dejounte Murray he he takes over and remember they they play the same point guard position so Dejounte took over the team and without him he they ended up winning so I I felt like that was good I I loved it I love seeing them win without Trey Young <laughs> so um, I just kind of <laughs> feel like it's like Trey Young you you don't mean that much to us you could just keep sitting on the bench you know. Keep doing what you're doing. We'll take over. Well, they did it. We'll still win. They did it with guys that can shoot. Right, both of those guys are shooters, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And both these guys can create shots, and both these guys can dish it out. So it really is a kind of a nice compliment because you can let, hey Trey, you be the point. I'll just be the shooting guard, and I'll get the ball sometimes. I'll create my own shot. You'll hit me when I'm open. I'll hit the shot, and then we'll switch. Yeah. So it's kind of a good combination. I. It works as if they're winning, right? As soon as they start right. losing, then fingers start getting pointed and bad stuff happens. But. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm so the Cavaliers, they are eight and two. The Bucks are nine and one now. The Hawks are seven and three. So yeah, they're they're kicking butt too. That's uh Yeah, they, these teams are doing amazing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, right now the Hawks are would be the number four seed uh behind the Celtics. Yeah, Hawks are eight all together in the league, and then yeah, it's Bucks first, Cleveland, Cleveland second. So, yeah, good job Hawks for giving the Bucks their first loss. Yeah, they made a big move bringing in Dejounte Murray this off season, and so far it has paid off well for them. Uh, I think they're an improved team from last year, but I, I still think there's teams in the East that are better than them. Yeah, but you never know, right? In the playoffs, if everyone's healthy, any of these teams could take it. Right. And then did you see Steph Curry? He scored 47 points against the Kings. 47 points. That, yeah, that just 47. <laughs> just 47. No big deal. He's yeah, so Warriors, amazing, man. The Warriors were struggling. Uh, they had gone on quite a losing streak here. They're 4-7 and seven right now, but they beat the Kings. This game, this game, I, this is coming off the Portland-Phoenix game where the refs missed the call. The last possession of this game, 
the refs missed another terrible call. First, I don't want to take away from Steph Curry's 47 points. Yeah. That's insane. That that's an, an accomplishment, period. The refs can't take that away from you. But what the refs did do was they took away the Kings' opportunity to bring this game into overtime. So they they missed the Suns travel, the, the Portland travel, uh, that counted a shot that should not have counted. That game should have gone to overtime. This game, Kevin Hunter was taking the last shot of the game essentially as time expired for three to try to tie it. Clay Thompson basically just beat the crap out of this guy and they didn't call a foul. They let it go and you know he missed the shot badly and the, the Warriors win. Uh, so what the NBA does, and I know we talked a little bit about this last time, they released this report that's called the L2M, which is the last two minute report. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a game that um, is within three points during any point in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, they go back and they review every single possession to see was the right call made, was the right non-call made. So they have the correct non-call, CNC, correct call, meaning yes, they, they correctly called this. And then they have um, incorrect call or incorrect no call, as was the case in this game. So there was two two calls in the last two minutes of this game that the refs failed to correctly call the game. And ultimately, it certainly contributed to the Kings losing. So with... Mm-hmm. Just go over this real fast because it's it's so frustrating. Uh, 16 seconds left in the game. Steph Curry travels, not called by the officials. Uh, Sacramento responds by fouling him because they needed to try to save clock. Steph Curry on the three-throw line is just solid gold. He hits yeah. the two shots. They're now up by three. And then the last second, the last shot of the game, Clay Thompson makes contact with uh, Herder, Herder. I said Hunter earlier. Herder's arm and has his hand on his back and, and fouls him at least three different ways and they don't call it. So the report, the official report by the NBA shows that they missed two calls in the last 16 seconds. Both of them benefited the Warriors. You just got to be mad if you're a Kings fan or if you're on yeah. the Kings. I know, especially when you have a chance to beat this team. I mean, this is another California team. This is one of your rivals and you definitely want to beat the team that won the championship last year. But yeah, the Kings, yeah. they keep getting screwed, you know, so poor Kings. And it's not just the Kings. It's just in general, NBA offici- officiating has been bad. So if if you haven't heard it yesterday, I released an overtime episode, uh, just kind of a rant about officials. Uh, I put together um, just these two plays, the, the Portland Suns game and then this game, which the refs, they're just not doing their job and it's in- impacting the outcome of games. So take a listen to that if you haven't already. The L2M report has come out on this game. It came out on the Portland Phoenix game. And yes, they are absolutely missing these calls. The NBA recognizes it. Now the question is, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to fix it? Um, and I don't know. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end my rant now because I feel <laughs> the anger building up in me. You know, as, uh, I, I feel like they started that. the year so well. Like I, I was seeing flopping not being called and they just kind of yeah. let the play continue. But but then the players kind of learned and they started, I don't know, they, they took acting classes and they, they they really sold it to the refs and the refs started calling flopping again. and. And then they started calling traveling and carrying, but then you, I hear right now, like I didn't see that play of Curry, you know, traveling, but yeah, if they're not calling it, then what the heck? And it's or, one of those plays that gets called at best 50-50, right? The NBA is so inconsistent with their traveling calls. So yeah. it, it wasn't as as egregious as the Portland one, but it was still it was still a travel. And if it's a travel in the last 16 seconds of the game, it should be a, tra- or it should be a travel the whole game. Mm-hmm. Or how is so. it compared to the, the Suns one? when? 
when they, the guy took four steps against his sons and made that last yeah, shot. Yeah, that one it wasn't as yeah, it wasn't as bad as that one. Yeah, um, but it was still travel. Like I, I had to watch it twice because like that was a travel. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, I see what he did. So you know he's got fast feet. Steph Curry does, and and he kind of did a little hop scoot before he started dribbling. And yeah, yeah it was a travel. Doesn't get called most of the time, but uh, and those it are was tough to call real time too. So that, that's understandable. Yeah. We'll we'll give him a couple of misses here and there, but. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, but now now that I know these exist, I'm going to be checking out these L2Ms on every game that's yeah, close because definitely. it's 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 really fun to read the audit. You know, I'm sure yeah. everyone here loves getting their work performance <laughs> from their bosses and then having strangers on the internet read it. That's what I'm doing, darn it. <laughs> and you know how the players can't talk about their refs and they, they get fined yeah. for that? How come we can't just yeah. have the refs and, and interviews for the night? You know, how come we can't put them on a panels and you know, Hold ask them, them some questions? Their... Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. That'd be nice. That'd be great. Okay, Love so it. also I saw that uh, Paul George and Kevin Durant, they won Player of the Week for Week 3 from the NBA, so that's cool. So Paul George, he, he averaged 33 points per game, 5.8 rebounds, and 5.5 assists. And Kevin Durant got 30.8 points per game, 8.8 rebounds per game, and 6.5 assists per game. So, yeah, good job for them. They, they won the East and West Players of the Week. It's interesting that Kevin Durant is doing this without some, some of his players on his team. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of, kind of funny how that works. He dominated sometime. my fantasy today too. He got like sixty some points for me. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, they they beat up on the Knicks pretty badly tonight. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of people excited about this. It's like, oh, it's a battle for New York. Wasn't much of a battle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of a blowout in New York, but yeah, congratulations, Paul exactly. George, Kevin Durant. That's that's a great accomplishment to have, and some some names of guys that have probably won that award or, or that recognition many many times in their career. Yep. Yeah, I just saw that saw that thought it was worth mentioning. Hey, what do you got for news? Uh well, this is a story that you mentioned. The deputy commissioner has mentioned that Mexico City might be a possible NBA expansion team. That yeah. wasn't even on our radar, Ronnie. We were even <laughs> thinking Mexico City. I thought that was cool because we got one in Canada for Toronto Raptors, you know, and yeah. it would be cool to bring one to Mexico. I don't have a problem with that, but yeah, so the NBA deputy commissioner, I don't know who this guy is, but his name is Mark Tatum. He was just talking about it. Does he look it. like Voldemort as well? Or I is don't that know. just Adam Silver? Okay. <laughs> I don't, there's no picture of him, but yeah, we'll have to uh, check it out. <laughs> which Harry Potter character does he yeah. most resemble? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's know. like Harry Potter's uncle. What's his name? Maybe. I don't know his name, but <laughs> I don't know Harry Potter movies too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It was just him talking about it and um, they're kind of, there's, there's no real talk about like, there's no expansion team in the works or anything, but they said if there was, this would definitely be one of the top places that they would like to expand to. Um, and then, yeah, the travel wouldn't be bad either because there's a lot of teams no, around there. So it would be yeah. kind of interesting to see. So, yeah, Mexico City, maybe they could get some money together and, you know, make make this happen. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. You know, I think they need to go to 32 teams. It just makes sense to have 16 yeah. teams in each conference, but... One day. But, and then you could get the Hawaii Hawaiians in there too. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawaii Hawaiians. <laughs> the Mexico City. No, I'm not going to say it. That's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> uh, Dwight Howard is going to Taiwan to play basketball. He signed a contract that's estimated to be worth just over $1 million. Um, I, I saw that's a cool. message or a tweet or I don't know what it was, but he was saying that he, he wanted to go back to the Lakers. He was kind of hoping for that 
but his phone never rang. So <laughs> he's just he's going to it. Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can just picture him sadly sitting in his living room next to the phone, like watching yeah. games, like any minute now. But that's, that'd be pretty cool. Just a, that would be weird. You know, like let's, let's say you travel to Taiwan and you're like, oh, there's a, a basketball game here. And you just happen coincidentally to like go watch this game and you see Dwight Howard there, like tearing it up. That'd be so cool. Uh, I, I will. Will he tear it up though? Right? He's he's well past his prime. Well, he's got to right because he's still. I mean, he's been an all star, and yeah, even though he's older, he was healthy. And if you go to if you're playing the team that he's playing for is the Taiwan Leopards. I mean, come uh, on, who leopards, else do they have? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I've> no, <laughs> yeah. he's probably okay, going to be the I'll best. I'll have in to the try league. to find and watch those highlights on that because I don't think he's going to be the best in the league. I think the style of basketball. Is going to be different, and he's just going to be, you know, a big guy that can can do basketball stuff. But I think he will. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the see what his stats look like. We'll see if we can find any clips. Uh, I mean, Dwight he, Howard he's playing been basketball on a on an NBA, uh, the Olympic NBA team, or not the NBA team, the Olympic team, the Olympic team, team USA. Yeah. yeah so he's so one I, of the best. I in guess. The world. I guess this means his WWE tryout did not go as well <laughs> as he hoped. Right. Or is he just literally, is he trying to become Mike Rowe and do like dirty jobs and just random <laughs> jobs? Like, I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to play basketball in Taiwan. And then his show gets canceled. Maybe he could wrestle in Taiwan too. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I bet they have some amazing backyard wrestling yeah. over there. <laughs> go to uh, go to Japan and do some sumo as well, maybe? That would be interesting. I bet he could That'd hold his own. Shaq style, right? Magic Johnson, you mentioned this as well. 31 years ago, he announced to the world that he is HIV. Um, And there was a lot of backlash when he first announced that. People didn't want to play basketball just because a lot of people were scared and not really sure, you know, what that meant and how it could have impacted them if they were playing him on on a basketball court. So, yeah. When I saw this. It's come a long way in 31 years, right? It (laughs) used to be a death sentence, and now now it's not. Uh, And Magic Johnson is still. for as far as I know, still healthy, yep, still he is out in the world doing doing stuff. So he hasn't let him slow him down one bit. He's twice so his size and super healthy. And <laughs> yeah, this is November eighth, ninety one is when when this came out, and it's just wow. weird to think about it. You know, it's so long ago, but I I remember like how scared it was for him. You know, and I didn't know what HIV was or anything like that. And yeah, Carl Malone wouldn't play with him. He didn't know if nobody knew what it was really. They Carl Malone was scared that he could get it from sweating you know or something like that because we never we didn't know but and then i remember in school they they like taught us everything about it you know so it it was really weird how it's just learning about it and it was so important (laughs) and but he became the face of hiv and i think he yeah in the long run saved a lot of lives because it was all about you know practice safe sex and everything and just like it was it was really cool to see how it educated a lot of people for for the better so, but, and yeah. then they parried it, parried it on South Park later on. So <laughs> it became, you know, really important then. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about, so I've heard some people saying that it could have been a misdiagnosis where it wasn't actually HIV and that's why he's still alive. But because he became the face of it, that they just kind of rolled with it anyways, because it was for the better, you know, so. I, so it I sounds like we need another conspiracy episode, yeah, Ronnie. Absolutely. This is That'd one I have not heard. I, Magic I thought, Johnson doesn't really have HIV conspiracy. I thought that was interesting. I I, I think it's plausible. 
Well, according to South Park, he <laughs> takes a bunch of money, blends it up really small, and injects it into his veins, and that's how he stays healthy. So I, I don't Park. know. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, speaking of thirty-one years, Carmelo Anthony has finally. Well, he's he hasn't officially retired, but he's vanished after his thirty-one years in the no. NBA. It hasn't been that long. <laughs> he was drafted the same year as LeBron, so this would have would have been his twentieth year potentially if he signs with the team. But he is not signed with the team. Uh, he is sitting at home waiting by the phone, just like Dwight Howard. <laughs> and he he hasn't announced official retirement. It just sort of it sounds like the game sort of retired him. Uh, you said you heard some rumors about maybe maybe not real rumors, but people wishfully thinking that Carmelo Anthony was on their team for depth. Yeah, there was something on Twitter I found where they're trying to, they thought that Carmelo Anthony was, was would be a really good fit. And it was a, like a reliable source too. It was like a, a good Twitter, I don't know, twit. <laughs> what do you call these tweets? A legitimate Twitter account? Not yeah, a, uh, yeah. Not a it wasn't ball, ball sack, sack sports. sports. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it came from a, a good source. And so I was like, oh, that, I thought there might be something to that where he might actually get signed by the Suns, but. Um, it was just talk, but uh, yeah, I found it interesting that nobody has signed him, even though he had a decent year last year. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess maybe he's just too much, and he didn't produce as much as you could get for like a a rookie who could produce as much as he can, anyways. You know, so you know the the player that this reminded me of was similar to like Allen Iverson, who had a very successful career, but then it just sort of fizzled out. Um, so I looked it up in two thousand nine. He started to lose playing time for the Pistons, and then he went to the Grizzlies and to the Sixers, and then he ended up signing with a European team, and then he just sort of retired from that after 10 pretty mediocre games. But he didn't officially retire until two years later, so hmm. it's I think he was still hoping, and, and Carmel Anthony might still be in that same boat, is I, I, I think I can get signed. I think I'm still good enough to help a team, so I don't want to officially retire uh, but yeah, it sounds like the game may have retired him. Yeah. Allen Iverson, you know, retired. Uh, there's, it's interesting when you see some of these depth guys on roster, cause you're like, that guy's still in the league. Yeah. Like Derek Rose still plays basketball in the NBA. I had no idea. He's on the Knicks. <laughs> yep. It's like, coming really? He's bench. still in the league? He yeah, with his bad knees. Yep. But I mean, Derek Rose is another one that like, if, if you would have told me he's out of the league, I would have been like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, he's been slowly losing his skills. Um, that probably will happen in a couple of years, but yeah, Carmelo Anthony is is the guy that has been retired, uh, so to speak. There's a, a lot of people reminiscing about his Knicks days and and hoping that maybe the Knicks will bring him back, um, you know, with Derrick Rose as as a depth guy or or like a, a one day contract or something. That'd be but really cool. He's he's played on a lot of teams. He doesn't really have like a home, quote unquote. It's not like oh, he's known for that team. I mean, he's played on a lot of teams. Probably the Knicks. Probably the Knicks is what he's most known for, right? Would you say? No, I. Um, what team was it? The Seventy Sixers that he was on for. There was one he's team on. they went to the championships with. That's what he's most known for. Uh, he was drafted by the Nuggets, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he went to a championship with the Seventy Sixers, but he lost when it was like the Shaquille O'Neal days. Uh, let's see. I pulled up his Wikipedia page here. He was a scoring champion, all-star. <laughs> I don't think he's ever won a championship. No, I didn't. he didn't win, but he went. So he played with the Nuggets, the Knicks, the Thunder, the Rockets, 
the Portland Trailblazers and the Lakers. You're thinking with the Knicks is when he uh the 76ers. You think with the seven Oh, I don't think so. 76ers? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, there's he, that, it's like a famous jersey. Yeah, as soon as I type in his name, I see him in a Sixers jersey. I, I don't show that he ever played on the 76ers. What are you, are you talking about? How does it know? Type in Allen Iverson and then just click search. Search images and it's like all that Thank comes you. up. Thank you. Thank you for... <laughs> 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 hate you so much. It's like, Let's see, Carl Anthony. How does it, I see how does him in Lakers, Rockets. I don't see him in a, in a Sixers jersey at all. You said Allen Iverson, right? No, no, no. We're talking Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> oh, that's why. Okay, yeah, yes. my bad. Allen Iverson is absolutely <laughs> well known for being a 76er. I, I, I will not yes. debate that. Carmelo Anthony never won a... No. I might have said the wrong name. I'm sorry. If okay, I yeah, that. no. Carmelo Anthony, yeah, he's most known for being in the Knicks because he was on that team yeah. for the longest. Yes. But yes, yes. Car- okay. um, yeah, Allen Iverson is most known for the Sixers when he went to the championships with yes, that team. and but lost to... God, I don't remember... Somebody, Kobe, Kobe in the the shack, I think. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's gone potentially. Uh, I when I did Google Carmelo Anthony, I did see what you mentioned that he might be a good short term fix for the Suns. Yeah. Um. So this and is T-Mac, something that's been bothering me. T-Mac too. T-Mac, yeah. T-Mac, he was he was coming off the bench for a bit and then just sort of, although he officially did announce his retirement. Um. You know who is not officially retired from from Arizona sports would be Larry Fitzgerald. He never yeah. officially announced his retirement. He's just kind of like, well, eh, we'll see. I mean, Kyle, he's retired. Kyler Murray <laughs> stopped passing the ball to him, so he's just like, all right, I'm just, I'm I'm here if you guys need me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, Cam Johnson is is why that they were talking about Carmelo Anthony. He he just had surgery. He missed one to two months, but I thought he was done for the year. And I just hate the way that they announce injuries sometimes. When when that, when somebody says, "Oh, this guy's going to be out indefinitely," my thought is like, oh, "He's never going to play another game in his life." <laughs> yeah. Indefinitely is very definitive, but apparently it just means we don't know. Right? And it I hate when they use that word. It's the worst because it's there was somebody. It's like I think it was DeAndre Ayton. Initially, it was he's going to be out indefinitely, mm-hmm. and then like three games later, he's in. And you're like, "Well, what the <laughs> heck does indefinitely mean?" Because you could have just said he's going to be out maybe a week. Give us some time frame, even if it's a stupid anywhere from two days to two weeks. Okay, that's better than indefinitely. Yep, agreed. So I hate I hate the word indefinitely, especially in regards to injuries, because it doesn't mean anything. It's just a made up word to make people angry. I, I I don't like it either. So why why did they have to use that word? Why do I'm here's the thing that frustrates me is that I feel like they use it for clicks. You know, when you see that word. Everyone is like click oh, yeah, happy yeah. on it, you know. It's just yeah. like, oh my gosh, like how long is it for? Like, what's wrong with them? Yeah, but if they just say it, the truth and honest, you know, just like this you know, he's going to be out be for called... a couple of months or whatever, then then they're not yeah, going to get gonna as many clicks. Because... Players out indefinitely. Yeah, just to uh, get those sweet, sweet clicks. Exactly. Uh, so indefinitely makes me mad. Another thing that makes me mad is the Brooklyn Nets. They have hired a coach after flirting with uh, I may. Um, Udoku. They have yeah, and since you know what? We pronounced, we've been pronouncing it wrong. It's Udoka. I was always pronouncing it. I was there was never a chance I was going to yeah. pronounce it right. I may Udoka. I may Udoka. I may Udoka. Uh, they flirted with him. Apparently, they were talking to him before they even fired Steve Nash. Which is again, they did Nash dirty on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were talking to him. Then they started doing their due diligence and and 
asking around and doing the background check, and then they suddenly changed their mind, which means to me there's more to this story in Boston. Boston was going to let him go, and then Brooklyn's like, nah, we're good. Um, he, there, there's gotta be more to the story. I wonder if it'll ever come out. I wonder if he'll ever coach in Boston again, honestly. Uh, yeah. if, if they win the championship this year without him, do you need him? Nope. No, not at all. So they, they have promoted their interim head coach and his name is Jacques, Jacques Vaughn. Uh, one of the things that they said is like, they like the way he handled this team during this, you know, stretch. He went two and two. Let's not, let's not get, crazy here they announced it after that it's 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 not like he redefined and reinvented basketball he went two and two with a team that's full of all-stars now obviously Kyrie's in uh suspended but so they promoted him he's the now the full-time head coach congratulations yeah i have um, no idea who you are buddy i'm sorry <laughs> yeah we thought steve nash was gonna maybe win a championship ring with this team too because the roster looks so yeah. good but I don't I don't like this honestly. So first of all his first name it's spelled J A C Q U E. So I don't know how to say that. I is it is I'm it just call him Jack? Jacques. Yeah, I, I like know. I I like that you said Jacques. Jacques. I know that's not how I'm you gonna say it. I'm going to stick with Jacques. No, that's how I say it. <laughs> it's either I I don't say either Jackie or or Jack. Or maybe it's I, Jack I I, ass- <laughs> I assume he's French and his name is Jacques. <laughs> Why do you assume he's French? Because his name is Jacques. <laughs> why, would I, why would he assume that he's French? But yeah, but I don't like this. The reason I don't like it is because it's the same thing. Like, there's no change here happening. Is is he's still going to be running the same coaching yeah. staff that that you've been running? You just got rid of Steve Nash. So I don't. I think the better hire would have been Uduka, because at least it would have been a change, you know. But there's no change happening here. It's just he he's. I don't know what, what what's going to happen with this. Everything is going to stay the same, right? Yeah. No, I mean, who knows? So Kyrie, apparently, this also came out, was not listening to Steve Nash. Up to 10 times a game, Nash would draw up a play or call a play, and Kyrie would just be like, nah, we're going to do this instead. Mm-hmm. So is that going to continue? Maybe that's why Jacques went two and two, because Kyrie suspended and the plays that are being called are actually being run. Stop saying his first name. Just call him Vaughn, okay? (laughs) No. Calling him Jacques. It's never going away. I don't care. Um, So that certainly explains some of the I hate my life looks that Steve Nash would have during the games. You know, I mentioned when he first was fired that his body language, he just didn't look like a head coach. He just looked like someone that was just put there as like a punishment. Uh, Probably when your players aren't listening to you, that's certainly going to help. Make you okay. feel unwanted, but so do you think that maybe there was some ideas that Vaughn had that Steve Nash wasn't listening to, and now that's why they're promoting Vaughn because now he actually could voice and like do what he wants, well, where Steve Nash was holding him back. They've won some games, and Kyrie's been suspended. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like fill it. in the blanks there, but I, I honestly do hope that Vaughn just turns yeah. his team into a championship team. You know, re- that that would be I'm really cool. Jacques. But I don't, I don't think this is a, I don't. I don't like it. You know, it's just, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of so firing Kyrie, Nash and then just promoting your, your second yeah. guy? Kyrie can technically, I don't know what technically means, but he was suspended. His suspension is technically up on Sunday, but I don't know if he's completed all the checklist items that were required for him to, to rejoin the team. So interesting to see how that plays out. The players association was going to appeal his suspension, uh, so there's still going to be a lot more drama coming from there. 
I'm going to kind of stop our Nets conversation because, <laughs> like I said, there's going to be more drama. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. But I really want to talk about fantasy because Sweet. I finally feel like I, I've got a little bit of a flow going here on my fantasy team. Um, so I wanted to take a look at some studs and duds. Happens every year. Guys that you think are going to be great end up being not so great. <laughs> Guys that you think are going to be eh, they end up being sort of the surprises of the year. And when I was looking over this list, the first one that popped out to me was was a guy that you were very high on, and you've talked about it before, was Shea Gillius-Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder. His ADP ranking in a points league was 47. Uh, based off our league scoring, which might be different than yours, he's currently ranked third, which is just absolutely blowing it out of the water. Okay. Congratulations to him. When you look at it from a rotisserie league or a, a categories league, he was... Is rotisserie the same as categories? Be... Is that the same yeah, word? Yeah. Okay. Uh he was eighteenth, so he was he was projected higher there, but he is first in that league. So he is nice. absolutely killing it on field goal percentage, three throw percentage, points, steals. He's just dominating. Uh assists and blocks, he's he's in the top percentage. His really only bad category is he doesn't shoot a lot of threes, uh, so he doesn't make a lot of threes, and he has a, a decent amount of turnovers. Uh, but he's played a lot of minutes, so that's the trade-off, right? He's handling the ball, he's playing minutes, he's going to have more turnovers. But he's no one. I, I don't think anyone expected him to be, you know, what we're we're going into week four, um, the top of the, the the charts there. So congratulations to him, absolutely killing it. If you drafted him anywhere outside of the you know second round or later, I don't know where he went in our draft, but congratulations, you you have the steal of the draft. The other one is as of right now, the rookie of the year, and that's Paolo Banchero. He was the number over number one overall draft pick for the Orlando Magic. His preseason ranking was 88. He's currently performing at 22. Again, just killing it. The Magic are a bad team, um, although they're, they're winning some games here. He's averaging 23.5 points, eight rebounds, three and a half assists. He is just is killing it. Now, when you look at his over-under... You could say, okay, he's a rookie. He's going to make some mistakes. And you can kind of see that wild swings from, you know, plus 27, minus 19. He, he's all over the place. And that's to be expected. He's going to mature if he can stay healthy. And he's going to be a good player in this league for, for a long, long time. There's a reason you go number one, 6'10, 250 pounds. And, and putting up this performance that he has thus far, uh, yeah, that's that's rookie of the year stuff right there. Yeah, so those well, are the we kinda, two studs. We, we kind of talked about it though because he was going into this team that really didn't have anybody, so he might take right. over and be the t- points leader because there wasn't really anybody else on the team. So, yeah, he he did that. You know, he took over the team and he's been living up to his I, draft. I would say that's kind of the common thread here with both these guys, right? They're the best player on a mediocre or or above below average team, right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder, no expectations that they'll make the playoffs. The Magic, no expectations of them make the playoffs. Uh, you're seeing the same thing in, you know, with the Spurs with, um, oh my gosh, his name just escaped me there. Uh, shoot, that's going to bug me. I'm uh, but he, with names. He, yeah, oh. <laughs> he, he's, he's killing it there as well. So there's definitely guys in this league that you can get for a steal uh, if, if they're the best player on a bad team. So... Those guys are killing it. Uh, I'm going to pull up his name because it's going to bug the crap out of yeah, me. Devin is... Vessel. There we go. Oh, okay. I wouldn't even Devin have Vessel. known yeah. who that is. No, no. I, I saw the V, but I couldn't couldn't come up with it. Devin Vessel is the best player on a on a pretty bad Spurs team. 
Uh, and he's going to get you a ton of fantasy points this year. So if you have him, congrats. If you don't, you're, you're, he's rostered everywhere. So one thing uh, about that, though, did you see that Ben Sherrill sprained his ankle? I did. I see he has an ankle injury. I I, I, I prefaced it with if he could stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully he can. Thus far, though, he has been the stud of, of fantasy basketball uh, yeah. from a points league perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. So some duds. Good we're always going to have some. We're always going to have some duds that happens, right? You, you draft a guy. When I was looking at the list of those, the first names that popped out of me, not really fair to them. You know, LaMelo Ball had a preseason rank of 12. He hasn't stepped on the court yet. So obviously, you know, that's going to be a dud. Uh, the other one was Kawhi Leonard. He had a preseason ranking of 24. Obviously, he hasn't stepped on – well, he stepped on the court twice this season coming yeah. off the bench. Now he's out – indefinitely whatever the heck that means um he's gonna miss some time but then you start looking at the list a little bit more and you start to see some names like yeah what what did happen to them um and the first one that jumped out to me was phoenix suns player chris paul just had his name and i lost it so chris paul preseason ranked 35 he's currently 85th he's averaging nine and a half points a game Four and a half rebounds. And the reason you have Chris Paul on your team is for the assists. Nine and a half assists. Okay. So nine and a half points, nine and a half assists. He's making like $40 million this year. <laughs> yeah. Those are not $40 million numbers. You know, there's always a risk when you sign an older player whose skills have been deteriorating. Uh, and we're just we're just going to, you know, when I say we, the Suns are just going to have to deal with that. They're They're overpaid for him. And they're getting underperformance from him. It's impacting him on the court and from a fantasy perspective as well, right? He's not certainly not living up to the the hype and the expectations of anyone that drafted him, uh, if they especially if they drafted him in the top fifty. Yeah, I want to throw one in. How about Javale McGee? <laughs> he was so frustrating think, for me. I seriously yeah. thought he was going to do some really good <laughs> things for the Mavericks. I thought that he was he was going to start, you know, be he's going to be the starting center for them. He was going to have Luca passing to him. I thought they're going to work together. Maybe we'll do some, some pick and roll magic. But he's ranked 295th and, uh, for the season, so he's just. What was his preseason rank? Let's see. I, I don't, I don't even know how to figure that out. Sets, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to slow us down. 176. Um, I'll, I'll, 176. So. I, oh, I'm I sorry. Mean, nope. That was for 2021. So he was. <laughs> so 22 season. He was 303rd. Less 30 days. 304. I don't know. I don't know where preseason ranks are on here. All right. Well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll look that up in just a second. But I wanted to mention my other one, and that's Clay Thompson. Uh, Clay Thompson was preseason 59. He is currently performing as 136th. Uh, again, that's a huge disappointment, a huge just kind of the Warriors in general. I mean, Draymond Green could also be a dud. He's underperforming based off his uh, average draft position. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, 15 points, just under three rebounds and three assists a game. He's playing a lot of minutes. He's just not not being productive minutes out there. Now I know he he has some defensive specialty and he's a, he's a underrated defender for sure, but he's also making a lot of money <laughs> yeah. and not putting up the points that that you would expect from from Clay Thompson. So what was his pre-rank and what's his rank right now? He pre-rank was 59 and he's currently 136. Yeah, that's a pretty big dip. So you said JaVale McGee. Yeah, I found uh, it, it, it was 176 yeah. for his pre-rank. 176 was his preseason and he's 303. So that that is a pretty big that is a pretty big drop. 
the difference is he's only rostered on 13%. Right. I don't think a lot of people expected him to be. Just I mean, me. you did, but <laughs> yeah, just, but those other two guys, Clay Thompson and Chris Paul, certainly the expectations were there. Uh, both, you know, Chris Paul's Hall of Famer, Clay Thompson, probably a Hall of Famer. Um, so those are, those are the two fantasy duds that I have. I want to hear who you regretted drafting as early as you did. So reach out to us on Twitter or the JNR fan line. What is your biggest draft mistake this fantasy season? Let's hear it. Um, it's okay. The pain. We all experience this pain. Uh, who Who is your painful player? You know, uh, I, for me, right, I it's have James a painful Harden one. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Who is that? Uh, James Harden is just because of the injury, which isn't really fair to him, but it hurts when you, he's doing so well in my categories league and now he's out. Yeah. I, I feel your pain because I, I drafted um, Jamal Murray for the Denver Nuggets. His pre rank was 65. So I was like, cool. He's going to score me a lot of points. But his season rank is 133. And That's yeah, another dud, for sure. Yeah, yeah so I, I dropped him a couple of weeks ago, actually, because I, I was like, nope, I'm not tolerating this because he did horrible <laughs> at the beginning of the year. And he is a really good player. I don't know what's going on with him. So maybe his injury that he had He's last year is carrying over injured, to his... Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just frustrating. But luckily, um, whenever I drop players, I always think, would I want to play against this player? And... This team called Beef Stew picked him up, so we're playing against him, and he's doing horrible for him. So I'm like, cool, there you go. <laughs> that worked out well. That's always the best when you drop somebody, and you're like, ugh, hope he doesn't come back and haunt me, and right. then he doesn't. So yep. yeah, that's going to happen. So that's the studs and duds that I have. Uh, I want to jump to our Fantasy Player of the Weekend and our Breakout Player of the Weekend. Uh, I will go first. My Fantasy Player of the Weekend I picked was Carl Anthony Towns of the Minnesota Timberwolves. He is going against the Grizzlies this weekend. And if you look at the Grizzlies, if you follow the Grizzly games, you're going to see a couple of things uh, looking at the score sheet. These games are high scoring games, which obviously is going to help players that like to score like Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, These are going to be big, big games for him. When you also look at the, the Grizzlies, they tend to give up a lot of points to forwards and people that know how to score. Luca had a huge game against them. Jason Tatum, I think dropped 40 something against them. Uh oh, 39, just shy of 40. So guys that know how to score are going to score against the Grizzlies. And when you look at some of these games, let's see Luca put up Luca put up 32 against them as well. So I I think he's going to be 30 plus points this weekend when his game against the Grizzlies and he is you know, he's a big body. He gets some rebounds. Now he's going to have to compete with Rudy Gobert and some of those other guys. Although Rudy has missed some games. Uh, I think he's going to have a great fantasy weekend. So I picked him as my fantasy player of the weekend because of his matchup with the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Ronnie, against the Grizzlies. Have? Well, so I, yep. building onto that. So the Phoenix Suns played against the Wolves tonight. And yeah, you're exactly right. So Mikkel Bridges scored 31 points against the Wolves. So and Perfect. then uh, Booker, he's another. Oh no forward. no no! Against the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies, I'm the Grizzlies who are I. Oh I, well, you said Wolves. Okay okay, my bad. Well, I, yeah, I'm picking Carl Anthony Towns of the Wolves. Gotcha. Okay, but yeah, well they... well maybe the Wolves are a bad team too because Mikel Bridges scored 31 and he's <laughs> a forward, so maybe we need to look into that. Anyways, going back to my pick, I I'm, yeah. I'm going to pick Jokic. Um, he's playing against. Um, I want to do the November 11th game. Um, Jokic versus the Celtics. 
Um, the reason I'm picking this game is because I think they're going to have to put in, they're going to have to keep Jokic in for the whole entire game. I've seen a couple of games where it's been blowouts, and I, you know, some of the starters are taken out on blowouts. So I want to make sure that he's in for this whole entire game. I think he wants to beat the Celtics too. Celtics are at home, so um, I think he's just going to rack up the points during that game. So I'm looking to see if there's a similar game. They haven't played the Celtics this year. Uh, who would you say is a comparable team to the Celtics? Boy, they're one of the top teams, year. so maybe the Cavs. Right. That's why it's tough to see. They haven't played the Cavs. They lost to the – oh, no, they beat the Pacers. Um, they haven't played a lot of good teams. The Jazz they played twice. The Lakers, the Thunder. They've actually had a Thunder. pretty lax schedule. Um, oh, Jazz is a good one, too. Jazz or Thunder? They're, they're... The Jazz. Eh. So let's let's pick the Jazz – October twenty eighth, and Jokic had. So this is Jokic is very confusing. He he's had an off fantasy year thus far. Uh, in this game against the Jazz, ten rebounds, twelve points. That is not Jokic numbers. The Thunder. This is probably more what you're hoping for. Sixteen rebounds and nineteen points. That's, uh, that's a good that's fantasy good. game there. But that that's with your theory, um, you know, with the rebounds and everything. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So. Definitely a possibility. Jokic is certainly capable of doing it. Um, and you pick the game against the Celtics, which I, I think you're right, right? This could be a finals preview, certainly with the Celtics, not so much with the Nuggets, but um, you have two top teams in their conferences. Absolutely. And Jokic, he hasn't been his number one pick that everybody thought he was going to be. I think he he's not. overall yeah, like... He's suffering. What is he, six or something in the L leagues? I'll, I'll look it up real quick. But yeah, it's, it wasn't killing it like everyone thought he was going to it's kind of interesting yeah it's it's very i mean seventh it's it's, it's early-ish yeah still seventh is that what he is seventh yeah, yeah. i mean it's just unexpected because like how do you say mark cannon's last name am i saying that right is or is it mark cannon mark cannon uh, i think it's for utah i think it's mark i think i'm gonna say it as jacques <laughs> no i think it's a. Uh, I think it's mark cannon but i don't know yeah that's how i think Who you say it anymore. but yeah and so he's ahead of him curry is ahead of him uh, so those are just some other names I didn't expect to be ahead of him. Um, yeah. SGA, Gilius, Gilius Alexander is right below him. So yeah, he could take that seventh spot away from Jokic. So yeah, just weird that he's little, just so far down the list. Yeah, I think it's really his points per game. Uh, I mean, he's averaging 20, but he's had some really bad game. I mean, 12 points against the... Um who that was now but you you expect Jokic to get more than 12 points yeah when every I, game so i organize it by season total when i do season average he goes down yeah, to 10th place. place yeah yeah that's what i was looking at interesting so yeah he's had he's had big games this year from a fantasy perspective um but he's also had some some not so good games yeah but i think like this will be his points, game where rebounds, he turns everything assists. around this is going to be one of his best games because <laughs> he's going to fight really hard and maybe yeah, that's why he hasn't been playing that. Get up for. Yeah, maybe that's why he hasn't been playing that good because he's kind of playing against crappy teams. You know, like in his mind, is is like the crappier team. So he's just like, eh, whatever. I'll just I'll take it easy tonight. But he's going to give it his all against the Celtics. Let's hope so for your sake, Ronnie. Because yeah. I know, I know, Cat's going to give it his all. It's gonna it's gonna make me proud. Let's talk about our breakout player of the weekend, and this is the player that we think is going to do just well above his fantasy projection yes, or his fantasy average. Have the biggest improvement, right? Yes. So I picked Christian Coloco of the Toronto Raptors. 
He is averaging 12.4 fantasy points. He is going against Oklahoma City Thunder on November 11th. Of course. <laughs> and I, of course I am. With uh, Pascal still out for a couple of games, he is playing more minutes. And he had 37 points against the Bulls a couple nights ago. So he's certainly capable of putting up big games. And I think this is going to be this is going to be a big game for him against Oklahoma City. So that's why I'm going with him. Um, he he's rostered plus 17 percent in the last day. So a lot of people are picking him up, having the same thoughts. Grab him if you can in your league. Uh, if you have the the bench space for him right now, he's only 18 percent rostered. He's available. He's available in our league. I should grab him. Uh, but yes. I think he's going to have a great game. You know, twelve point four fantasy points is his average. He he's feast or famine, so I'm I'm hoping for feast uh, and expecting him to at least double that and get twenty four twenty five fantasy points at a minimum. Hoping for thirty, we'll see. Uh, but that is that is who I'm picking this weekend. All right, I like that pick. I know last last week you did um, Brooks, right, Dylan Brooks, and he Dylan had like Brooks, a seventy six percent improvement. Yeah, he had a huge improvement. Yep, yeah. 70, so you, you killed uh, me with that. Like, pull it up. I think my guy had uh, like he had a forty-seven percent improvement. Yeah, yeah. Your guy actually did less than his average. Yeah. No offense. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I lost that one. But yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna beat you this week. I'm gonna. I I kind of looked at your theory and I did a little bit of research, and I saw, I saw this game. I, I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna win because we got the Milwaukee Bucks playing against the worst ranked defense in the league, the Spurs. This is a Friday, November 11th game. Can you guess what player I picked out of that game? For the breakout game, for the breakout for, player, for my or the breakout best player? player, yep, yeah. The, can you, yeah, Bobby Portis? Close. That would have been a good guess because Giannis might be injured, and so that would help yeah. Portis. I picked Thanasis Atente Kuampo. I picked Giannis's picked brother. Giannis's brother. Okay. <laughs> and now the reason I picked him is because I think this is going to be a total blowout. I think they're going to end up putting emptying their bench and putting him in. He only averages like. Two points a game. <laughs> so, I, so you're you're taking the opposite approach. Exactly. You're taking so, somebody that he, he averages one point two fantasy. So points his a his game high is six points. Um, every other time that he's been in, he's played like he he has he. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at minutes. So he's played four minutes, yeah. one minute, one minute, six <laughs> minutes. He doesn't. He there's no point scored on the board for him yet. He has not scored yet. He's had a rebound. So he is averaging zero points per game. They're gonna kill the Spurs, wow. they're going to empty the bench, and Thanasis is going to get his first points of the season, and that's going to be a 200% improvement right there. That is that is quite the manipulation of statistics. I like it. <laughs> when uh, when I was in college, we had a course where we had to come up with something. It had to move, um, and the, like, the, the rate that it moved divided by the time it took to get there. So we figured out, well, if it just moves a little bit mm-hmm. super fast, and it doesn't it doesn't matter because, you know, as the lower number gets closer to zero, we approach infinity. Yep. And the professor came and said, you can't do that. And we said, ah, oh. <laughs> so uh, there's no rule that says you can't do that. We'll see how it goes for you, Ronnie. I uh, Again, this is either going to be brilliant or just epically explode in your face. <laughs> I mean, like, I, so. I need so he's had a six minute game where he had only got one rebound and nothing else. So I need him to at yeah, least play at like 10 minutes. That six minute game. I know. I, I just need him to, that like, was a blowout. I need him yeah. to score his first points of the game. And I, I, I think this is his chance, right? So I, that's my I pick. Mean, I'm sticking with it. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, all uh, right. So that's that's all we have for our fantasy players this week. Ronnie, you have some some deep waiver wire picks that you wanted to go over. Okay, cool. I'm going to try to keep it a little shorter. So we're going to set ourselves up for week five. I can't believe we're already coming up on week five. That's kind of crazy. Okay, now, last week, we, all the teams were playing three to four games every week. So remember, my first rule was, was to find out how many games each team will have this week. These are the teams that have only two games this week. Chicago Bulls, Los Angeles Lakers, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Philadelphia 76ers. So be careful with those guys that you have because they're only going to play two games this week. Especially the players that average like 20, 25 points per game. The t- there's one team in the NBA next week that has five games. The team that's going to have five games this week is San Antonio Spurs. So ah, if, your boys. Yeah, so <laughs> if there's any player on there that's available in your league that scores a good average points, make sure you pick them up and put them in the starting slot for week five, okay? Because they're going to have a really good week. Um, and remember some other rules. Make sure you look at how many minutes your players are playing each game. Make sure that the team hasn't changed their starters or you know players that are coming off the bench because they could have affected their team, the, the minutes that they're playing because of that. Of course, look at injuries. So looking at the Spurs, you know Josh Richardson is ro- rostered in only 14% of the leagues. Yes. He's and- averaging 16 fantasy points a game. Uh, so that would be a good pickup. I've been high on him on categories. He's been doing yeah. excellent in categories. Still only sixteen percent, did you say? Sixteen percent, fourteen percent rostered. Yeah, wow. Okay. So he's he's low, but with the extra game, it might be worth picking him up. Absolutely. Yep. But yeah, like I was going saying, uh, look for injuries to make sure your players are still getting the minutes that they got that they're getting. Trade your workload management players. Um, I want to hear if anyone's traded them. Who did you get, and how are they doing? How are they doing for you? And then remove players that have their highest scoring games and their lowest scoring games, kind of like they do in the Olympics. Just just remove their highest game and lowest scoring game so that way you get a, get a better look at what their average is probably going to be for you. All right, so these are my picks for week five. Okay, so the first players I'm going to go over are for categories leagues. As always, I organize my stats to be... It's going to be based off of the last seven-day average. First person I want to go over is the point guard position. Um, this is Jordan Goodwin. I recommend getting him. He's only 5% owned in fantasy leagues. He's currently ranked 49th. Now, Jordan Goodwin, his last game, he shot 7 of 7 and a three-pointer last game. Career high for 17 NBA points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 blocks, and 21 minutes on Monday. He played 26 minutes in the last game before that. So, yeah, he's, he's going to be looking good. You definitely want to get him on your team. He's only a point guard position, so keep that in mind. You can't flex him at all. My next person is Malik Monk. He's a shooting guard for the Sacramento Kings. Oh, by the way, Jordan Goodwin is for Washington, Washington Wizards. Okay, so Malik Monk is 28% owned. He's currently ranked 37 in categories leagues. Now, he does, does have a groin issue going on right now, but over his last three games, he's averaged 19.3 um, NBA points, 5.3 assists, and that's in 27.3 minutes per game. So if he's available, you definitely want to get him on your team. He only plays the shooting guard position too, so no flex there either. Okay, next person is Cam Thomas for Brooklyn. He's a shooting guard slash shooting forward, so you can play him both. So this is for my shooting forward pick. He is currently ranked 65th overall. He's only 45% owned. Now, 
Vaughn coached Jack, <laughs> Jacques Vaughn, as Jonathan would say. So Coach Vaughn, he has a lot of trust in this kid. Um, you do want to kind of keep in mind that Kyrie Irving is is no, he's suspended. So we want to see how his minutes are going to change once you know he comes back. Also with Simmons too. Um, I think he's going to get some minutes though. I think he's going to get some play time because he's been playing excellent. So Thomas has put up averages of 19 NBA points per game, uh, four assists, three rebounds, 1.3 assists, and 1.7 triples. So he could be a very useful fantasy pickup. Definitely keep your eye on him. Next, I have Marcus Morris. Now he's on the Los Angeles Clippers. He plays the power forward position mainly, but he could also be flexed as a center. He is owned in 61% of leagues. Now, I picked him up, and he's been excellent in my categories league. He's one of my top players. He's ranked 43rd in categories leagues. So he's had 20 points, 6 rebounds, an assist, a block, and 4 three-pointers in Monday's win over Cleveland. He's averaged 15.7 points, 6.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and 1.3 steals, and 2.3 triples across his last three games. He's definitely fantasy relevant. You definitely need to see if he's available and get him on your team. He's going to continue to see plenty of production for this team, too. Last, we have the center position. I went with Isaiah Hartenstein. Now, he's 63% owned. Um, he's currently ranked 34th overall. So that would be a great pickup for a center position. I want you to keep on one thing, though, because he was regulated to the bench position. It was kind of a surprise with the Knicks. We're not sure if it was because of matchups or what. But... Mitchell Robinson, he's out for the Knicks, so you definitely want to keep an eye on this guy because as long as Mitchell Robinson is out, Hartenstein is going to take the minutes, and he's been putting up excellent numbers too. So yeah, definitely take a look at him for center positions too. All right, so that's all I have for the categories league. So for points leagues, I have it organized the same way. We're looking at the last seven-day average. First person we're going to go is over the point guard position. I want you to take a look at a guy named Bones Highland. He plays for the Denver Nuggets. He has averaged 28 fantasy points over the last seven days. So you definitely want to take a look at him, see if you can add him. He has nineteen, an average of 19 NBA points, 3.5 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. He's looking amazing. 3 turnovers, so be careful about that. He'll get you a few negatives there. But yeah, that uh, he is only 50% owned in the league and currently ranked overall 76. He's also could be played in the shooting guard position too, so you could play point guard or shooting guard for him. Uh, next, we're gonna go over a guy named Cam Thomas. He's a shooting guard slash small forward, so you could play him both there. Uh, he is owned in 45% of leagues and he is ranked 69th overall. We mentioned him before, so. In the points part, though, he's averaging 29 fantasy points. So he's good in categories and points leagues. So yeah, you definitely want to add him to your roster. For another shooting forward, or I guess my shooting forward slash shooting guard position, you could say, because this guy plays both, his name is Royce O'Neal. He is averaging 25 fantasy points per game over the last seven days. He scores 11 points per game, uh, NBA points, but he gets his points with assists. He's averaging 7 assists per game. He also has 3.7 rebounds, a steal, um, 0.7 blocks, 1 turnover. So he is a guy to look out for. Um, he is owned in 60% of leagues, and he's currently ranked 92nd overall. So if you need help in that position, he would be a good one to pick up. 
Okay, another person that we talked about earlier, Marcus Morris. He is also good for this power forward position. He's averaging 28 fantasy points per game. So we talked enough about him. He's 61% owned, remember, ranked for points. He's 71st overall ranked. Okay, and then last person I want to go over is someone that you may remember from the Cleveland Cavaliers that won a championship with LeBron. Kevin Love, he's going up in the ranks. He's only 63% owned, so there is a chance that he's still available. He's ranked 82nd overall. The last seven days, he's averaged 26 fantasy points. So yeah, if he's available, check him out. He averages 14 points per game for NBA points, 7.8 rebounds, 3.8 assists, um, no steals, but no blocks. He doesn't block too much at 1.5 turnovers. So he would be a great addition to your team. So again, just like always, I'm going to post these picks on my Twitter. I, I did start doing the, the points picks, so we're going to add that on Twitter too. Points and Categories. Uh, check me out at JNR Basketball Ronnie. Uh, you could go to JNR underscore B-Ball underscore Ron to find me there. Did you have any recommendations for any players at all? Not for players, but just we've kind of been talking about a little bit before is if you're in a categories league and you're looking for rebounds, look out for opponents. Look for teams that are playing either the Oklahoma City Thunder or the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Those guys struggle to box out and and you're going to get big rebound numbers from those guys. Same is true in a, in a points league perspective. Uh, if you're looking for someone to score points, check out the Grizzlies, whoever they're playing, because the Grizzlies score a lot of points. They give up a lot of points. So you have some potential there, whether it be a categories league for points or just a straight up points league where you're, you're trying to get the best of, you know, all of those different mm-hmm. things. So take a look at those. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to be doing some, some underdog fantasy stuff where I'm going to be looking at the opponents of those teams and, and doing some pickums, higher lowers. Uh, I'll post those to Twitter. Feel free to copy me if you're brave or, or just kind of, you know, make, make fun of me if you think I'm, I'm silly with those. So, uh, underdog fantasy is where it's been sponsoring a lot of our podcasts. So I'll be doing some of those this weekend based off of some of this research that we've done and, and some of these trends that we're starting to notice uh, as the NBA season progresses. Yeah. Um, just uh, some other things I want to add for like points league. Um, Mar- Marcus Morris, he's also good for points. Uh, Cam Thomas is also good for points team. So yeah, keep an eye on those guys for points. Um, there's a guy named Harlan for Denver. He's doing good for points for a point guard. Um, Royce O'Neal for Brooklyn. And Kevin Love, too. If he, if they're all available in your leagues. Kevin Love, yeah. yeah. Kevin Love has is, is, had a little resurgence here. I think he's happy to be on a team that's relevant. Those are all guys that you want to look at for points. if they're Because there, there's some availability there. Kevin Love's a, he's owned in 63%, so if he's still available, pick him up. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our picks of the week. This is where we're going to pick our game of the weekend. This is the game that we're most excited to watch this weekend. We're going to pick our lock of the week, the team that we think is they're going to win. Hands down, there's nothing stopping them from beating this opponent. And then we're going to pick our underdog team of the week. This team is not favored. They're projected to lose. They're expected to lose. But we think that they have a chance to win against the favorite. So... Let's start with let's start with the underdog of the week. Um, I got one that's going to break your heart, Ronnie. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. I have the Magic beating the Suns this weekend. What? I it, I feel like it's a trap game, and the Magic have been looking pretty good. They've been putting up a lot of points. 
And the Suns, you never know. I mean, we have the benefit of watching a lot of Suns games. No idea what team is going to show up day in and day out. They scored 129 to beat the Timberwolves tonight. But we saw them lay an egg against the 76ers where they scored 88 points. So who knows? But I'm picking the Magic over the Suns. That is my underdog of the weekend. You're crazy. Banchero is hurt and everything. And I know Chris Paul's hurt, but that's why you picked him, right? Because Chris Paul's hurt. I didn't know Banchero or Chris Paul were out. I just was looking at the scoreboard and I <laughs> saw that the Magic beat the Mavericks. And I was like, huh. Gotcha. They have a chance. They're, they're a team that's they're an up-and-coming team that can win some games and they're beating teams. I mean, they've only won three games. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. All right. But they, they beat the Mavericks, which you would expect them to lose. Uh, they beat the Warriors, which you would expect them to lose. Yeah. So they, they can, they're capable of beating better teams. Uh, and I think the Suns are a better team, but that's why it's the upset. Taking the magic. Okay. All right. Well, so I went with a different strategy here. Um, I'm seriously going to start catching up in this because I, 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 I am so analytical and I, I'm so good at figuring things out, right? So <laughs> I picked the 76ers versus Hawks on November 12th. Now, the 76 right now, they're five and six. So they don't, they have a losing record. The Hawks are seven and three. So I'm thinking the 76ers will be the underdog and I want to pick them as the underdog of the week. If for some reason the stat line shows that the Hawks are favored, I'm sorry, if if, the, if it shows that the 76ers are favored to win, then I'll pick the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> so what if it's a pick em? What if they're, they're, they're both, you know, it's even odds? Like even, oh man, that would suck. Then there's, there's no favorite. You're, the, you're hosed. The only reason I see this happening right now is because the 76ers are, are playing at home. So I'm pretty sure the 76ers will be underdogs because they have a losing record and they don't have um harden right now so that's why i think it's going to oh, be an underdog okay. so they they play tomorrow in atlanta i thought that's the version you were talking about oh, but november they play 12th. again on saturday okay so this is not a back-to-back game but they are playing each other taking a day off traveling to philadelphia playing each other again yeah interesting so i'm going with that game we'll kind of have to see how the the betting lines are you know to see if i'm okay. right in that but uh that's why I want. I, I, I just feel like either team could really truly win this game, so that's why I like that pick. So yeah, whoever's the underdog in this, that's who I'm going with. But most likely it'll be the 76ers, and they're gonna beat the Hawks. All right, you, I, I don't know that they'll be the underdog. It's gonna be in Philadelphia. We'll see. Right, time will tell. That's the only thing uh, that worries me. For our for our lock of the week. I took the Bucks over the Spurs on Friday. I know this is going to be in San Antonio, but the the Bucks are they're beating everybody. They've lost one game this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think they're going to beat up on the Spurs pretty bad. I think you thought the same thing, which is why you picked the guys that you picked for your breakout player of the week as well yep. as your top performer of the week. So exactly, I think I think we all agree the Spurs are are going to get beat down. So that that is why the Bucks are my lock of the week on Friday. Ronnie, who are you taking? So I actually, it's funny that you picked them because I saw the game and I, I picked it, but I was like, nope, you know what? Because Giannis has been out. So I, I'm, I just want to be careful about that. So I, I moved away from it and I actually ended up going with Suns at Magic. Oh, <laughs> so that is hilarious. That's my lock of the week. Okay. Yeah, because Suns when at I, Magic is my underdog. When okay. I started thinking that, I was like, well, Giannis is out. And I was like, well, Ben Charles out. And I know the Suns, they've been, they're going to be strong still without, Chris Paul, so I, I picked them as my lock. So 
yeah, I thought that was really interesting that that was your underdog of the weekend. That's my luck of the week. So yeah, Suns yeah, are so going to beat the Magic. One of us is going to be right. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> one way or another. So, so this could see. be a big jump for you if if this happens where the Magic wins. Oh yeah, I lose. Yeah. I lose minus two. You know, and you you go plus two on that. That that's that's a huge that's huge for me. So that I I like. Uh, that's a scary pick for me. And again, you know, it's hard for me to pick the home team, uh, the Suns being our home team, because yeah. you've seen them break your heart so many times right. on the Suns should win this game and they lose it. So I've, I've done my best to avoid them. I, 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 I say that as I'm rooting against them for my underdog pick of the week. I just think that they've broken my heart so much. I might as well, I might as well try to profit off of that yeah. uh, and take the magic. So, okay. As far well, as your game of, Yep, go ahead. I was going to say that way too. If they, if you expect them to, if you pick the Magic and they win against the Suns, it's like, well, at least I won my pick. You know, where if you pick the Suns and they're your home team, then it's a last loss. You're like, well, my my pick lost and my team lost. So it's, and the Suns lost. It's a double yeah. hit, you know. So yeah, I like doing that. How you did it, picking the Magic. Yeah, that way it doesn't it's... hurt as much. <laughs> the pain won't be as <laughs> as severe. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about our game of the weekend. I picked the Pistons and the Knicks. Did you really? Me too. Be- Did you really? I told you I picked them before the game. Did I? No. <laughs> no. So, oh, you know what? Think That's so. all right, Ronnie. We we probably picked them for different reasons. We both need to watch this game, and we're going to talk about it next week. Yeah. Because, um, one, we haven't really watched a whole lot of East Coast games because we are on the West, as you may imagine. Um. So why did, why, why don't you start? Why did you pick this game? Well, I wanted to watch the Pistons, really, because they're my team. You know, they're my second team in the league. And yeah, I did want to see the Knicks. You know, I wanted to see how Brunson is doing on that team. I wanted to see how they're handling everything. I also wanted to see Cunnington on the Pistons and see what he's doing for that team, too. So I, I just wanted to get to learn these players and see how they play and, and see what I thought of them. Okay. I, similar reasons. There's a couple of players on the Pistons that I, I'm interested in watching. And really, when you look at this roster, it's a good roster they they're three and nine as of today. They lost to the Celtics today, but they're they they have the potential to do some some really good things. Isaiah Stewart is their center. He is in a rebound machine. Jaden Ivey is their rookie. You know he was projected to go fairly high. He dropped to the Pistons, but still a very very talented player. Mm-hmm. You have Bojan Bogdanovic and Cade Cunningham. I mean that's that's four of their five starters. Uh, they're a talented team who who can win games. Now, Cade Cunningham in this game only had four points. That's not what you would expect. Yeah, Wonder that's weird. If left the game early or something, but uh, he he's certainly capable of doing more than that. So, from the Pistons' perspective, yes, absolutely. And then from the Knicks' perspective, again, another team that's young and and can do a lot of damage. Jalen Brunson's new team, but they have Julius Randle uh, on. On that team and coming off the bench, Derrick Rose, you know, the the ageless Derrick Rose, apparently, because I thought he was out of the league, but uh, a, a good mix of young guys and, and talented veterans. And I, I think it should be a pretty interesting game to watch. So, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to watch this, excited to to send some roots out east and, and see see what comes out of this game. Yeah, I definitely just want to take some time and learn these players and learn, learn the teams. All right. So we got our games that we're going to watch this weekend. I'm excited. Uh, any other games on this calendar that you're excited to kind of see and, or at least see how the results look? Because I know it's impossible to watch all these games, but yeah, there's the the one when it's uh whenever it's Wolves versus Grizzlies, that's always a standout game for me. I, I definitely want to yeah. check that one out. 
I just feel like those teams are are neck and neck and the and their standings from last year, you know, and they're they're like yeah, that's gonna be a fun one to watch. I'm excited to watch the Kings or at least see the score of the Kings and the Lakers. Yep. Again, two California teams. One team is moving in one direction. The other team is moving in the other direction. Although the Lakers are are looking a little bit better now. Yeah. Obviously, they're not where they want to be. But um, I'm excited to see that game because I'm high on the Kings. I'm a I'm a buy on the Kings right now. Sell on the Lakers for sure. Yep. Uh, so that game, the Kings are beating the Cavs right now. Obviously, it's early still in the third quarter there, but. Okay. The the Kings can score some points. They they had a chance to beat the Warriors. Um, they're going to surprise some teams. And uh, interested to see how that goes. So that's our picks for the weekend. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, and if you want to play daily fantasy, join Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code JNR for up to a one hundred dollar deposit match. And send us a message on the JNR fan line. Let's do a daily fantasy draft. I will. Uh, if you challenge Ronnie and I to a three person draft. And you beat both of us. I will. I will kick in an extra prize. <laughs> so applies to the first person only that beats us. So please don't spam me. But yeah, if, if you're interested in doing that, sign up for J, uh, Underdog Fantasy. Shoot a message on the JNR fan line, and let's set up a fantasy draft. You have the opportunity to beat myself and Ronnie. If you beat us both, there'll be a special prize. So don't miss out on that opportunity. Uh, that's all I got, Ronnie. Anything else you want to add before we call it a night? No, I I think that's it. I don't really have anything to add this time. Just uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys. And yeah, that's it. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. We'll have the results of our picks of the weekend. And we'll, uh, we'll see what else has happened in the Nets drama and what other news. And hopefully no more injuries. It's been a very injury busy season. Uh, we'll have that on the next podcast coming out Monday. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys.